Hi, everyone, and welcome again to another episode of Microsoft 365. I am Mike Madarani. And I'm Antonio Mayo. And today we'll be talking to you about Project Cortex, a new offering and feature offered by Microsoft uh, in the Office 365 space. Uh, it's not in the market yet. It will be launched very soon. And Antonio is here with us. Uh, he is, uh, he's been doing a lot, of, a lot of research and, and presentations about the product. And uh, we're going to explore a little bit more with you. So what about you give us a quick intro about what Project Cortex is and what's, what is this? What is this new buzzword? Sure. So Project Cortex is a new product from Microsoft within the Microsoft 365 platform. It is expected to be as big a product and as big a product launch as Microsoft Teams was. Now, what that tells you is Microsoft's putting a lot of energy and a lot of work behind this new product. Now, Project Cortex is actually a code name. We don't actually know what the official name of the product is yet. Uh, Microsoft has been fairly clear on their launch plans. Um, they are planning to launch it in the first half of this year. Okay. And really, Cortex is about being able to take all of that data that you have in Microsoft 365, all of your documents and information, your sites, your emails, all of your data, and turn it into knowledge. More easily be able to leverage the information that's in that data and actually make use of it, get some insights from it, uh, make it useful in automated ways. Okay, so you said anything, all the data that exists in Office 365 or Microsoft 365 from email, uh, in SharePoint or any other data and, and have some insights and get some information and spin out the, the information for you. That means that any new, any new client or any new organization that is moving into Office 365 cannot really take advantage of Cortex at the beginning. It will, they will have to wait until they have the data in, in Office 365? Um, yes and no. So I would say from what I've seen so far, it appears to work best with your data that's in Office 365. So let's say on your documents in Office 365, at least at the outset, but yeah. it is strongly connected to um, Microsoft Search, you know, Microsoft's enterprise search platform that you yeah. spoke to us about and the search connectors that are coming up from Search. So as we've talked about, Microsoft Search is yeah. gonna have search connectors that lets you also search network file shares, um, other cloud services like ServiceNow, um, other on-premise services as well. Um, so you'll be able to bring that data into Microsoft 365, at least from a search and an indexing perspective. Cortex has a strong connection to search and those search connectors. Mm -hmm. So you will at some point be able to make use of that data and that knowledge as well. So you don't necessarily have to have everything in Microsoft 365, but certainly from what we've seen at the outset, it works best with your documents that are sitting in SharePoint online or in OneDrive for Business, or your SharePoint site pages, and so on. So where does Graph API fit in this situation? So, so let me back up a second. There's a number of, I'll say there's three key aspects to Cortex to know about. These are kind of key feature sets that are coming with Cortex. The first is smart ingestion of content. So okay. that's where if you're, um, let's say an enterprise that's producing a lot of content weekly, transactional data. Think of things like invoices and purchase orders, contracts. Okay. Um, Smart Capture gives you a way of bringing that content into Microsoft 365 in fast and automated ways. And those automated okay. ways then lead you to the second core aspect of 
cortex, which is being able to extract knowledge or data elements from those documents um, in automated ways as well. So, so far we've got two things. We've got smart ingestion of content, and then we've got being able to automatically extract entities, elements, topics, data from those documents. The third is then being able to surface insights, analytics, and knowledge from all that data that you're capturing and that you're extracting data from. Okay. Uh, we hear that uh, what's what's Cortex different than uh, than Microsoft Delve? Like we ah. have Delve, there is Delve. I go to my profile and I see my information about myself. I see what I have been doing. I see my colleagues' uh, documents will surface based on what they've been doing. So what's the difference here? Is it like a Delve on steroids, if you want to call it, or is it? I would never call it that. I would never call it a Delve on steroids. I think Delve has some of the elements that um, Cortex is providing, but Cortex provides much, I'll say, uh, much more robust capabilities around extracting data, turning it into knowledge, and managing knowledge. Now, now I do want to get back to your question about the graph. Um, as these features that I mentioned extract topics and data and entities and elements from all of your documents, right? As it mines your data for topics, which it does do, behind the scenes it creates a knowledge graph. So it actually creates a graph of topics related okay. to your information and allows you to programmatically access that knowledge graph. And you programmatically access that through the Microsoft Graph. So the okay. Microsoft Graph will be the API that allows you to um, access all of this knowledge that is being mined automatically. Now you've talked about mining. So go ahead, I'll let you finish. Oh, I was just, I wanted to get back to your point on Delve. So Delve did a little bit of that. I'll say Delve touched right. on some of these capabilities, but really um, Cortex takes that to a whole new level where you can have it automatically mine your data for topics, right? And, and a topic will be a thing. A topic will be a particular artifact in Cortex. So it will mine your data and it will try to extract topics based on a number of machine learning algorithms that it uses. Um, you will be able to curate those topics. So if you're a knowledge manager in an organization, you'll be able to actually see those topics that have been surfaced. You'll be able to add topics to it or remove topics. So let's say, for example, um, the data mining finds topics related to some um, very confidential project some topic that maybe doesn't make sense to your organization as a knowledge manager who has access you'll be able to say no we don't want to surface this topic to everybody or i have this other topic that cortex didn't find that i do want to surface to everyone and i'll be able to add that in so imagine as a knowledge manager you'll be using the new managed metadata service so as part of this microsoft is revamping finally the managed well, metadata service. Modern MMS, I guess, right? Exactly. Modern MMS, finally. That thing hasn't been touched, I think, since 2010 or 2012. Um, so modern MMS will allow knowledge managers to not only do what they do today with the MMS, but it'll allow them to manage and curate these topics. Okay. Now, topics then can get surfaced in the way that people work every day. So imagine you're in an email or you receive an email and there's a topic related to some project, right? We see the common example from Microsoft Project Core. Um, you'll see that that topic kind of highlighted. You'll be able to hover over it and get a topic card. And that topic card will pop up and it'll be an interactive card that lets you get to people and other resources or definitions or other knowledge about that topic. So, yeah. 
will be the, the topic card will be, I guess, similar to the people card and the file card that we already have right now. A little bit, yes, exactly, but a little bit more interactive as well. Um, clicking on, say, the title within the topic card will take you to a new destination in Microsoft 365. It'll take you to a destination called the Knowledge Center. And the Knowledge Center will be this central place, uh, the central SharePoint site, and it is based on a new SharePoint site template um, that allows you to access and search for knowledge within your organization. Uh, it'll also allow people to contribute to this knowledge. So for example, if there's a particular topic, you'll be able to look it up in the Knowledge Center, see perhaps a definition about it, see information brought in from Bing. Um, you'll be able to see conversations that have happened in your organization about that topic, people that are somehow connected to it, um, documents that are connected to it. You'll also be able to see how is this topic related to other topics and kind of traverse that in a visual way. Okay. So the Knowledge Center becomes a new destination Cortex will automatically populate it with knowledge from your organization that you point it to or that it finds itself, or you'll be able to curate and control the information that appears in the Knowledge Center as well. So I guess this Knowledge Center, it is a SharePoint site. Correct. That, uh, that it has web parts. It might be different than web parts than what we traditionally know in, in SharePoint. Uh, and those web parts are automatically fed the content based on right. the topics. Correct. So it builds the content for me. That's right. That's right. Or if you want to build it yourself, you can do that also. Both options are available. Okay. Um, as well, because it's a SharePoint site page, and you're right, those artifacts are surfaced through new SPFX web parts, you'll be able to customize and add your own web parts to it. So for example, if you want to link out to LinkedIn, if you oh, want yeah. that knowledge center on a particular topic to bring in data from LinkedIn, you'll be able to add that web part and have it do that. So you, you, you kept talking about mining mining the data and 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 surfacing surfacing some data and um, through through the, the the topic cards are we talking about here like machine learning uh, or are we talking about machine teaching um, because there's a difference about That's right. uh, yeah. is it one or the other or together uh, because each organization is different and you you talked about earlier in a discussion that as a knowledge manager you'll be able to go and configure the topics yeah. Uh, so as, as an end user, am I am I able to kind of contribute to this uh, knowledge center uh, as, as a contributor and not as an administrator or does Cortex do the work for me and I just have to live with it? So there's a lot of questions of what you just asked. So let me try to address each one. So again, you have both the options of having Cortex mine that data for you automatically and create those topics and okay. topic cards and the knowledge center for you automatically or a knowledge manager is able to curate it, they're able to modify it, add topics, remove topics, you know, topics will have a life cycle. So they will, they will, you know, be created, they will live for a while, they will get archived, they will be deleted over time. So a knowledge manager can do that. You as an individual, or as an expert, perhaps on a topic, you will be able to contribute to topics. Okay. Right? So some of the demos we've seen is let's say you and I are having a conversation in teams. And the conversation has a lot of interesting info that we should add to the knowledge center. Um, there will be a bot where you can tell it, um, add this conversation to um, to the knowledge center, and it'll automatically take that conversation and find topics and connect it up to the knowledge center. Okay. Um, that's just one example. You'll also be able to go in and, um, you know, if you have sufficient permissions or rights, um, add topics or edit topics if you're an expert, let's say, on a particular topic. Right. So all that's available to you as an end user. 
as well, to your point about machine learning and machine teaching, both of those methods are available. So there's, there's I'll say, a couple of um, important experiences to understand in Cortex. So far, we've talked about the ability for it to mine your data automatically, right. pull out topics, create a knowledge graph based on these topics, and then surface them in the way you work day to day. Remember I mentioned in an email, you can have a topic surfaced. That'll also happen in a SharePoint site. It'll also happen in documents as well. So, so the same topics and topic cards will appear in many of your Microsoft 365 experiences day to day. Okay. And the way that data is um, uh, gathered is through machine learning techniques. Okay, so things like um, word frequency, word proximity, um, clustering, um, uh, statistical clustering, al clustering algorithms that are used from a machine learning perspective to understand which topics are people talking about frequently and which topics are interesting to people or connected to multiple sources or multiple people and using that to understand what are the most important topics for this organization. Okay. okay so that's based on sample data, which is the data in your tenant. So right. that'll be more of a machine learning um, method of mining that data. Okay. However, there is a second completely um separate very important experience within cortex and that is the ability for you to create what will be called a content center now content center is also a new destination so that's not different than the knowledge center correct okay. you'll be able to have more than one content center okay. and within the content center you will be able to have it do things like form processing document processing and that can work both from a machine learn using machine learning algorithms or machine teaching algorithms both methods will be available. So imagine you create a content center. And in the content center, I decide I want to use machine learning to process these forms. Okay. From that content center, there will be a library. And in that library, I'll be able to click on AI Builder. So AI, AI Builder will be automatically integrated to that library. Oh, wow. And in the Power Platform AI Builder, I will be able to create a machine learning model associated with that library in that content center. And then when I put documents into it, it will automatically process those documents and extract the elements based on the model that I, I, um, that I have it learn using sample data. So machine learning typically uses sample data to learn how do I process this data, right? Okay. And the way that that is being surfaced is through AI Builder. Okay. Okay, so let me repeat that a second. There'll be a content center with mm -hmm. a library. Okay. I'll be able to click on AI Builder and have it learn how to process certain kinds of documents. And those documents will be, could be contracts, they could be purchase orders, invoices, um, resumes. Um, there's lots of different examples. So then I can upload documents to that library. AI Builder will automatically kick in to use that model that I just um, had it learn okay. to process the documents, extract those elements, and then automatically populate metadata columns in the library with that data that extracted from the documents. So basically what you're saying here, I am automatically classifying or tagging those documents based on the AI builder exercise I have gone through that, that extracted specific structured elements from that document. Correct. Okay. That's right. So that's 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 machine learning right there, okay. right? And the other thing I'll add to that is once you've built that AI builder model and it has learned how to process those documents, okay. I will be able to actually publish that model to any library in my SharePoint environment. Oh, wow. Yeah, so if I've got content already in a number of libraries, 
I'll be able to have it automatically process that content. Oh, so that saves a lot of time. Now, with, with, with a flat architecture, if you don't do scripting, if you want to go and basically create those columns and you have to repeat that process all over all the document libraries. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, publishing it, it will, oh, that's pretty yeah. cool. Now, the second way of doing this is machine teaching. We haven't yet talked about machine teaching. Right. So machine teaching is a new interface that Microsoft is building, also within the content center, where I can have examples of my document come up, and then I teach it. This in my document is a vendor name. This is a PO number. This is a date. This is a contract expiry date. This is a contract start date. And I teach it very specifically, and there will be um, a, um, an interface, an example, um, sorry, a, a UI in which you do this that is being built into Project Cortex. This okay. is not through AI Builder. This is a custom UI that Microsoft is building specifically for Cortex for machine teaching. Once I have taught it, I will then be able to provide it a bunch of sample data, have it run through that, and then I'll be able to give feedback on whether the model was correct or not in assessing my data. And then once again, once I've taught it that model, once I've gone through this machine teaching exercise and I have a model that I'm happy with, again, I will be able to upload documents to a library, have it use that model to process them, automatically populate metadata column with those elements that extracts from my contracts or my POs or my invoices or whatever documents I feed it. Okay. And once that's, you know, I'm happy with that, again, I can take that model and publish it to other libraries throughout SharePoint. That so, is very cool. Yeah, so if you envision the example, the example I love is one where I have libraries of contracts and I want to automatically extract who's the contract with, how much is it for, right? So what's the value of that contract and when does it expire? And as someone who does a lot of records management, information management work, I want to be able to tie retention periods on documents based exactly. on that contract expiry date. Right. And so I don't need people anymore to say, this needs the retention label for contracts right. and needs to specify when does the contract expire so that exactly. we know when to trigger the retention. I can do that automatically. Wow, that saves a lot of time for, for the end user because the pain point is, yes, I'm going to build you this, let's say, the contract management site and I'm going to upload you content there, mostly PDFs. And guess what? I'm going to ask you to spend another two, three minutes to tag those documents. That's right. That's right. So help to avoid that tagging automatically extract that data. So right now, Cortex has these, I'll say, multiple experiences that are important, right? One experience is the first thing we talked about, which was automatically mining your data, automatically extracting topics, letting you curate it, and then surfacing those topics either in the methods you work day to day, so in emails or documents or SharePoint sites as topic cards. Um, uh, where was I going with that? Yeah, so there's, there's that experience. Oh, oh, and letting you curate those topics yourself as well, manage them, contribute right. them. Oh, also accessing those topics in the Knowledge Center. So all that is this one method of mining your content for knowledge and surfacing it in your day-to-day -day work and allowing you to manage it, curate it, contribute to it. So that's one side of Cortex. The other side of Cortex for me is this form processing and document processing using either machine learning or machine teaching, automatically extracting metadata, and then letting me trigger automated processes based on it. So that is for structured content, but what about some unstructured documents where we've always gone through and created this collaboration sites and content management sites, 
and we create the document libraries, we create the metadata, the taxonomy, and everything else. And uh, we ask the clients, we're going to go and ask you to uh, upload documents. Documents can be Word, PDF, Excel, PowerPoint, whatever that is. And we're going to ask you to actually tag those documents. From an unstructured content, uh, can Cortex kind of, does that have the intelligence to know the content of the document and auto tags it for me? Or this is, this is, we're way ahead of so it does so what you're describing that we do you know all the time for many of our clients that is all still valid okay right? creating a sharepoint information architecture and a structure for them asking people to tag content as they upload all that is still important work that needs to be done okay um dealing with unstructured content that's really what the machine teaching interface i described is targeted okay. at right so machine learning i think i personally I think it'll be more applicable to machine the machine learning functionality when you have, say, semi-structured documents, right? Usually your POs all look the same. Your yeah. invoices hopefully all look the same or similar. Right. Um, unstructured content is more things like resumes, where everybody's resume right. looks different. Right. Um, other documents that you're creating day to day, right? Project plans that might be different. Right. Sometimes they're consistent, sometimes they're not. That's where I think machine teaching will be um, valuable. Okay. Um, now, it's important to note Cortex is built on top of SharePoint and relies on much of the content you have in place. Right. However, it will be an additional license level. Oh yeah, that was my next question. Not going to be available with E3 or doubtful. I, I'm not Microsoft, so I can't speak for right. Microsoft on the license. But from what I understand, it will likely it will very likely be a premium license on top of right. the usual E3 licenses that many people have. Yes. Um, whether it will be available with E5 is still a question. I hope so, because we do have many of our clients moving to E5 licenses for all the great benefits that it provides. This would be another great one where if you already have an E5, you can now take advantage of all this automated processing of your data to turn it into knowledge. Even with E5, I, this is for me, it's a premium service. This is something that it's so advanced. Uh, that even with E5, like let's say you look at E5 and you have to have, you want to have some advanced threat protections or advanced security protections, you have to jump into the EMS side. That's right. C5. Yeah. Uh, do you think that would be even with E5, you may you may not get it. You may have to add like purchase like premium license for. So my hope is that it will be available with E5. Okay. I don't know if that is Office 365 E5 or M365 E5. I'm guessing M365 E5. As you know, M365 E5 gives you that EMS E5 license, right? So I'm I agree with you. I think this is a premium service. I'm hoping it's available with the M365 E5 and is not additional cost on top of that. Okay. Awesome. That was very very interesting. Any any other tips that you can share that doesn't break NDA with 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 the public before we close it off? Um, definitely look at the Microsoft site for Cortex. So if you if you search Microsoft, you know, Project Cortex um, and you go to the Microsoft site on it, they've got a lot of great info there. So definitely go through that. They've got some demos. They've got some videos. Um, it's still in private preview. Um, so it's not in market yet, as you started off mentioning. Uh, we can't get our hands on it yet um, unless you're in that private preview program. Um, it is worth learning about more about what it's going to do because it is really about taking all this data and documents that we have and turning it into knowledge right turning it into data that we can more easily use right. if you think about where all the knowledge in our organizations are is many of much of it is in our heads right or it's exactly. on our laptops or it's still in multiple places 
and be able to automatically capture it and surface it so that we don't lose it, say, when someone leaves the organization or so that, you know, you don't rely on someone accidentally or just happen to be getting included on an email for them to be able to say, hey, I know something about this topic mm -hmm. um, and have that become part of the conversation. Um, it's really about trying to address silos of information and, you know, make data knowledge more holistically available to everyone in your company. So yeah, it's worth it, learning about. Absolutely. I, I, I see, I'll just close it off here. I see it very valuable also for new employees. You, you start with the company and there's a lot of acronyms. There's a lot of information that yes. you don't know and you come across it and Cortex will give you this this topic card and you click on it and it gives you more information and who who's working with it, who deals with it, who's contributing to it. It's very, very who's, powerful. Who's an expert in it, exactly. Awesome. That was very, very informative. Thank you, uh, Antonio, again for a great topic today. And we will look forward to uh, talk about more, more topics in the next podcast. Thank you for listening. Sounds good. Thanks, everyone.